just moving around, you want to, or at least I'll speak for myself, I want to experience all the things, okay? More on this in this episode of Stationed with Stories. Station with Stories. That's it. All right. You are listening to Stationed with Stories. I am your host, Kalisha Hollis-Jesse. And before we get into it, y'all, let me just let you know that these are my thoughts, my thoughts, my thoughts. And they do not represent or reflect the positions, opinions, or views of the U.S. Armed Forces in any way. All right, y'all, now that we have that over with, hi, peeps. Welcome back to everybody who has been with me. Y'all know y'all are always welcome, always happy to be with you all. And for those who are new to the podcast, you are in the right place, okay? Station with Stories, we are all about the stories. And, you know, as a middle spouse, I'm always stationed somewhere, so there's always that. And we are going to jump right into... What I completed this past week in terms of reading. And y'all, this was a book that I listened to. And I think what happened was that I was listening to an audiobook earlier this year. And this book was one of the recommended books. If I read one book, you know, you might be interested in this other book. So I think that's how I ended up getting this book on my book list. And what I read, y'all, was the book is called Memphis, okay? Memphis, and it's by Tara M. Stringfellow, came out 2022, okay? So not that long ago, quite a new book. The book actually did get on a few short lists or long lists for different awards and prizes. And yeah, the words that I have for this book are reverent, defiant, and unsympathetic. All right, so reverent. This book was very, I think from the very beginning, a very reverent book. Like there's a lot lot of mention of religion in some way, and in ways that are reverent and ways that are irreverent. There are ways that, you know, the concept, of God and being looked after is really important. And then there are also, I would say, almost sacrilegious talk in the book as well. And also not just Christianity, but there is a character who is probably engaged in voodoo or something of the sort. It's never quite forefront said, but very, very curious, this woman in the community and her her way of understanding the world and, and controlling certain things. Very small part of the book, but you do get a sense that she is engaged in some kind of spiritualism. So that part was very interesting. And even not just the Christianity, not just, you know, spiritualism, but even people themselves, even places. Memphis itself is called Memphis, Right. And the setting is indeed Memphis, Tennessee. And the characters are very reverent of Memphis, especially one of the matriarchs and really is the various matriarchs because we're going through various times here in this book. As a lot of books, I think, are these days, they jump around between different characters and different times. So, I mean, Memphis is its own place of 
of importance and it's it's revered in a in a very particular way and women black women specifically and this is definitely reverent this book is reverent of black women and even in one of the i think it's a prologue or maybe just some note at the beginning of the book it is it's said that the author says that this is writing a black fairy tale very much not a fairy tale though y'all <laughs> not not in the obvious ways but those are the ways that's very reverent religious non-religious place people very interesting my um, next word is defiant the characters are very defiant and I was going to say stubborn because there's that too. Some very stubborn characters here that were very interesting to mark and watch in their, their, the way that they dealt with one another. But everyone was pretty firm in their, their character and not really changing. And I would say defiant also. You get a little bit of development with one of the characters and she she shifts a bit, but everyone else is pretty set. Not much change, not much that they are doing differently between the different years that you get a chance to see them. So I, I, I will also say that that's a maybe a marker of the defiance that the the author has. And and so there's that. I would say also um, defiant in their choices. And it was, for me, taking a step back, a difficult book to really stick with. I would say within the first couple of pages, you get a big revelation. And I had a really difficult time being sympathetic to the one particular character, the mother of our let's say our main protagonist, I just had an issue with her in the choice that she made. And I I felt like it was a moral dilemma that she was in. There was a, a, a real threatening situation that she was in and you find out about that. But I did not really empathize with her choice. And it made it very difficult for me. And I don't know if that also reflects the defiance that she had to do something that a lot of mothers would find it hard to do. So you can be the judge on that. But I, I did definitely consider not reading it anymore because I was so in conflict with how she made this particular choice. Difficult choice, yes, but it, it was a very defiant, very, I think, difficult Thing to to really be sympathetic and I mean unsympathetic <laughs> I've already kind of jumped into that didn't I but it really is it's hard to rationalize some of the decision making particularly with uh, one of the mothers and just rationalizing why she put her child in a particular position again after knowing what happened before and it was just I just could not really get on board with how she was thinking about it but that was a decision she made and she goes through this own journey this her own journey of thinking back to the past and how she got to that decision and then of course the the aftermath later what happens to her daughter between her daughter and the other family members and yeah so complex for sure 
complex family situations happening here. Um, very unsympathetic for me, some of the characters' decisions. The flaws are are part of it all. Obviously, part of the storytelling in the author felt it was really important to have these deep flaws and these deep, very conflicted decisions to have to make. And um, these characters who were pretty stubborn in their own ways, they were pretty defiant. Um, definitely important to note just how the the defiance also kind of jumping back. So I'm going back and forth this time, y'all. But the defiance also in, in a sense of being unapologetic in who one is, particularly with the Black identity, Black American identity. So you'll see in this book very much centered in Black culture, Black Southern culture. In some ways, I think that it was heavy-handed of uh, some places, and I'm from the South now, so I know South. I know South, and I actually ra- was raised very close to Memphis in Little Rock, Arkansas. So that doesn't mean that I know much about Memphis, but I do know a lot more than the average American probably does about that region of the country. And uh, I would say that some things seem pretty heavy-handed, and um, I, I questioned and I wondered about, but. Overall, like I said, my words were reverent, defiant, and unsympathetic. The book is Memphis by Tara M. Stringfellow. Came out in 2022. Check it out if you so choose. All right, y'all, moving on to the topic of the day. Listen, FOMO, FOMO for the military spouse is something else. Fear of missing out. Okay, for those who just just, you know, you may not be, you know, clicking. Right. It may not be clicking your mind, but FOMO, fear of missing out. And y'all, for those, I just wonder, those who move around a lot, because not all of us move around a lot. Right. Some military spouses, you are in the same place you've been in for the last 10, 15 years. Maybe your spouse is going to retire in the place that they started And that is amazing, right? If that's the choice that you all have made and were able to actually make that choice, that is quite a a great situation for you all, right? My life and the life of many other middle spouses, y'all, we be moving. Probably not as much as me. Like I said, I've been moving and I've been in a different place the last three years, somewhere new every single year. So that's not quite typical, But y'all, let me tell you that just moving around, you want to, or at least I'll speak for myself, I want to experience all the things, okay? Especially moving between different states and different countries, right? Because you, you know, you want to experience all the things. And so one thing that I found since moving to Washington State People ask me, and and probably even in Japan when we're living out in Japan, people will ask, how long are you here for? Right? That's the question you get. So how long will you all be here? How long are you here for? Okay? And I always feel really apologetic almost. Like, oh, well, it's only going to be, we're only going to be here. Right? It's almost like, okay, before... I can really say how long I have to say in some way that I know it's not that long, right? Because honestly, when you know you're going to be somewhere for a couple of months, you know, up to a year, maybe a slightly more than a year, 
that's no time, y'all, because you know how it is. By the time you get your stuff, right, you get there, first of all, your stuff is not already there. So by the time you get all of your furniture and your car makes it or maybe you have to buy a new car or whatever you're doing, right, by the time you get settled, that's that's some time, okay? That's That's some weeks at the very least, okay? Stuff is still in boxes as we speak, and we've been here for a couple of months now. So Y'all, it takes some time. And so when people ask that question, I'm like, oh, and I know, right? I know I'm not going to be here for a very long time because once again, we had this home port shift situation with this next ship. That's just how it goes, y'all. I don't know why, but that's just been our luck. And so I know I'm not going to be here for very long. And so it's just like, what can I do while I'm here? Right. And, you know, it's kind of wild because I'm very organized, I would like to say. And, you know, some of y'all know for those who are organized, you know how you do. You got your list, you know what you're going to do. Some of y'all have, you know, plans. Now, I will tell you this, mill spouses, you probably know better than to have this one year, three year, five year plan by now. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can write it out. You can. You're right. You can write it out. You can do that. But you already know that that thing is going to get scratched up and torn apart and erasures everywhere because it just does not line up the way you think it might. Now, for me, been known that. Mm-hmm. I have been known that. And so I have my own personal goals in terms of what I want to accomplish and things that can be accomplished regardless of where I am. But y'all, in terms of the big stuff, you know, big life stuff and where I'm going to be and all that, just don't know in the future. But y'all, for this short amount of time, just trying to make the most of where I am and trying to get all the experiences like neatly tucked into the year or whatever that I'm going to be in a place, y'all, always, always this feeling like if I don't do it now, I might not ever experience it ever in life. Okay. Get get really, I get really dramatic. Okay. (laughs) I get really dramatic because honestly, if I'm thinking ahead, like Washington, one of the things that another military spouse and I did, we went up to see the tulips and that was a really cool thing in Skagit County. That's one of the things that happens every year is the Tulip Festival, and it's beautiful, beautiful. Go on my Instagram, I have pictures from it. It was so, it was just such a lovely experience. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, I'm going to go because this is my opportunity. This is my chance. I might be here next year around this time, probably. But what if, you know, I'm not really feeling up to going up there? Or what if the weather is terrible? Or what if I have to like go out and help a family member with something and I miss it all together? Or what if, or what if, or what if we end up leaving earlier? Or what if I have to leave earlier? You know? So it's just like, I have to do it now because if I don't, I'm going to miss out on this amazing opportunity. Y'all, same thing with Portland. Portland, Oregon is not that far, a couple of hours south. And I'm thinking, I keep hearing about this Rose Festival. What if I'm not able to go next year? What if we're not here? Or what if I just can't get down? Whatever reason, right? It is that all the time for me. And so it's so funny. I have a couple of people I know who are really like into their their Google Maps and they get the pins and that kind of thing. That's me. 
that's me. I just, every time people tell me about something going on, especially festivals, y'all, because the festivals are the things that are one time deals per year, annual things, okay? Annual things. So it's different than trying to make it out to a particular restaurant. You know, you know that restaurant is going to be around. You can go on a Tuesday or on a Saturday. You can go in May or you can go in September, right? That's not a big deal. But when it comes to these festivals, y'all, y'all, FOMO, fear of missing out, it is real. And so I'm just curious, how do y'all squeeze in things? Do you feel the pressure to squeeze in all the things you can do in a short amount of time? Or do y'all not feel that pressure? Y'all not worried about it? Y'all just like, you know what? I have enough to just be in my whole family life environment and trying to make that work out. So I I don't know. I don't know. For me, it is definitely trying to do as much as possible without tiring myself out. You know, I I know I can step back when needed, but (laughs) for the most part, y'all, it's that energizer bunny running around trying to make the list, trying to like get as many experiences, especially those festival, those carnival, those, you know, special one-time things that happen once a year. You know what I mean? The jazz festival happening in Vancouver. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I've heard of the Vancouver Jazz Festival. I need to get on up there because what if I'm not around next year? Because I'm not going to be here very long. And for those who don't have as crazy of a moving schedule as I do. I know that there's, you know, typically you're looking at a couple of years, maybe in a place. Is that something that y'all are really thinking about? You know, is this like year one? I remember talking to a friend. She said, year one, I'm here. I'm just going to ease into it. And then year two, I'm going to try to ramp up the experiences and try to really get my my sea legs, quote unquote, you know, really get into the groove of going around and seeing things here. I don't know. I don't know if there's a best way, but for me, for me, it's definitely the squeeze, the fear of missing out in terms of leaving a place. And I would hate to leave a place. I would hate to leave Washington State and not be able to check off my list some of the major experiences that should be had while here. So yeah, y'all, that is, that's me. And I am going to continue to do the things that, you know, really speak to me. And I hope y'all, wherever you are, if you are that kind of person, it's okay if you miss the festival, the music festival, it's it's okay. That's the other piece with people like this, like, like me, you know, we just have to relax. And for y'all who are chill and y'all like, you know what, it does not matter if I feel like it, I'm going to go. If I don't, I'm not. Kudos to y'all because y'all chilling. <laughs> y'all are chilling. And as long as you are happy, as long as we are happy doing whatever we are doing, that's the most important part. All right, y'all. So that is it for that piece. Moving on to the last portion of the podcast, I have for you another flash fiction piece, and it is called chemistry class. Psst, comes the sound of the boy with a full-lipped gummy smile and two sizes too big dark-washed jeans sitting behind me. I roll my eyes. 
Shantae. Then I feel a poke in my left armpit. A scratch of something pointy but not sharp. Mr. Wilkins is lecturing on osmosis, which we should all know by now, but needs refreshing because of the big statewide test us 10th graders have to take. Half the district believes we will fail. I shake my head to demonstrate my disapproval before snatching the folded up notes from his hand, all without turning around. I should be in honors classes, but half the teachers teaching those classes are subs. Half the teaching staff in this broke-down excuse for a school are long-term subs. And I'm old enough, smart enough, to know that this spells failure for my future. So I'm sitting in general chemistry with one of the most senior teachers in the school who gives me accelerated lessons after school because he's a widow and old school and willing to spend his time on bright students whose mamas send vanilla pound cakes and oatmeal pies made from scratch. That's good chemistry, Mr. Wilkins says every time he takes a bite of my mama's baked goods. Then he smiles checks my work. He's tough, and I appreciate those speckled eagle eyes. We're good chemistry, my teacher tutor and me. I glance at this note from that boy in back of me that says, so when you gonna give your boy a chance? I roll my eyes again and refocus on the lecture and this afternoon's tutoring session and passing 10th grade and somehow, someway, having a bright future outside of this God-forsaken school all the while sitting in front of a boy with whom I have chemistry wishing it was only the class. All right, y'all, that is it for this episode. If you have not checked me out on social media, at stationed underscore story. That's where you find me on Instagram and Twitter. And y'all, if you have not rated the podcast, give it all the stars wherever you are listening and leave a review, okay? Let people know why you love this podcast and share it because you know, sharing is caring, y'all. And I will be back next week. This is Station with Stories. I am your host, Kalisha Hollis-Jesse. Bye, peeps. <laughs>